Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to yet again another episode of the Socially Distant Podcast. We are here with episode 35. As always, I am here with my boys, Dylan Gethner. What is up? And Trent Harlow. How's it going, brother? Good, good, good. And today, back to back, we have another special guest for you guys. We are here with our good friend, our brother, partner in crime, Austin Pierce. Austin, welcome, welcome, welcome. What's up, boys? Glad to be here. What's up? What's up, Austin? How is it going? Oh, you know, it's going just at school, trying to get a little help from you boys doing this uh, project I got for one of my classes. Oh, interesting, so interesting. this will be a good episode. What is the project? So I'm taking a social media class this year, and we've been doing weekly blog posts and just uh, reading new articles about social media and just all around all aspects of social media. All right. So all right. we have a little project that we're doing, and I could either write a paper or do a project, and who would want to write a paper? Exactly. I don't believe it. Hey man, I like writing papers. Yeah, Dylan, Dylan's really good at it though. Dylan's always yeah. been good at writing papers. <laughs> He's just had that more like I don't even know. He just the drive. Had, yeah, Dylan's had that had that more like I just patient. Know bullshit. Yeah. You had like you, you've always had like a patient mind though, so you're like really good at extending your thoughts and like putting them on a paper and like a coherent yeah. manner. I just want to like say it, get it done with. That's yeah. why that's why projects are fun. Mm-hmm. That's true. I don't know, man. Abe Lincoln was a that's <laughs> was so supposed true. to be a paper. Shout out to Abe Lincoln the movie on YouTube. Check it out. Uh, that was good. True. That was very Iconic. good. Iconic. Iconic. Absolutely. So, so we got an exciting episode today, boys. Social media. Pierce Cast 2020. Pierce Cast 2020. So um <laughs> We all have some personal experiences with social media. Brad, I know you got your fitness posts. And trying you got your to. social media. I know it's trying, tough keeping it up. Trying to dive. It's not so much keeping it up. For me, it's really just a more about trying to put stuff out there that isn't just going to be basic, like, um, social media, like, regurgitation. Like, yeah. I, was ta- I was talking to somebody about it the other day, and, like, the biggest... The biggest reason I've been so hesitant to dive so deeply into it is just due to the fact that I could post my workouts or I could post like videos um, of just different form, maybe like some other technique and stuff. But then at the same time, like I guarantee you can go and find, you know, 13 other people in a matter in a matter of minutes that have like the same similar stuff which i mean i know is always going to be the case you're always going to have people doing something similar it's always going to be competition yeah i just don't want to i just didn't want to like i wanted to find a better way to like break into the scene heavily and consistently and make it unique and make it my own (laughs) rather than just being like another person that just posts their boring workouts and you just watch the video of me doing the workout the whole time so so just for content, so. I would um, – what I've learned through my marketing days is um, like a lot of like people that do fitness stuff, they'll have like four or three different kinds of posts. They'll have educational – so they'll have workout, they'll have educational, and then they'll have like health and wellness. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like – and motivational. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then you just like go like post like a motivational one, post like a – technique one and then post a video 
and like rotate, switch it up. It's a good way to do it. I would say that's probably the best idea to go about it. I never thought about it like that. However you want to rip it, Ricky. True. Yeah, I mean, you have... What have you seen with your social media use as far as... Like, have you incorporated things like that or you've seen like molds, trends? Well, so just from like, like watching other people's accounts and like how like professional accounts like do their work... Um, that's how like St. Bonaventure, for example, did their social media. They would do like an artsy picture and then like some knowledge and then like an event coming up and like switch it up because in higher education, there isn't much to do, mm-hmm. but, um, besides inform, you know what I mean? Yeah. And like entertain in a sort of sense. But, um, yeah, for myself, I don't really post much on Instagram. I just post like my family but yeah. um <laughs> like i don't really post much and gina gina's my last three posts <laughs> shout out to gina, shout out to gina. <laughs> but uh yeah um like tiktok tiktok's different i need to post more so that's that's a constant post you need to post more to try yeah, and grow, tiktok's definitely rough it's tough it's tough creating content because especially when like like my followers are 60 percent female and 40 oh, percent wow. male and like only sixty one percent in the United States. So like me, try, I don't know. Just that some is weird. Shit do, some yeah. stuff doesn't resonate, and some stuff does. You know, so that's definitely it's weird. Odd. And, it's and when you're just trying to be yourself, it's just what are you saying, Austin? My bad. Uh, and it's all about the algorithms too, and where you fall in, because some things For just get sure. picked up by the algorithms, and other things just kind of get left there. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Do you touch on that algorithm. in your class at all? Like, have you uh, talked about? stuff like yeah. that like the deeper dive into uh we, we've done that a little bit like that that filter bubble that we have uh talked for later yeah kind of goes in a deep kind of does a deep dive into like just facebook in general and like how their mm-hmm. algorithms kind of work and how like algorithms can be good for like netflix and stuff like that where like personalization is a little better but for like stuff like Facebook or Twitter, where you're going to like look for information, where personalization might not be the best there, because sometimes you just you won't get information that is uh, valuable to you. True. Yeah, I have a couple things to say. I've been kind of quiet, but I want to touch on Trent with your TikTok thing. Um, I feel like TikTok is a really hard thing to begin with because ninety percent of the time, like when someone watches your video, it's going to be for the first time. They're going to mm-hmm. see it on your their For You page. And you got and if the they end up following you. Seconds. Yeah. So if they if you they watch your video and follow you, they're going to expect that the next video that they watch is going to be something similar in that nature mm-hmm. because they don't know anything else about you exactly. besides that one video. True. Very and true. then especially like if you keep popping up, because I'll like watch someone's videos and then they'll like keep popping up on my for you page and I won't follow them, but they'll still keep coming up because I'll watch their video all the way through. Mm-hmm. It's usually the content that they're posting is very similar in nature to the like stuff that they were posting previous to that, like the true. first post that I saw. True, true, true. That's a, yeah. yeah. Good thing it's hunting season. Got to post that hunt. I have a lot of like hunting people on there. A lot. Of <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes, dude. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of the twenty three thousand. Shout out all twenty three thousand of the troops. We uh, of my troops, my followers. They uh, yeah. I don't know. A lot of them, I think, are 
definitely from the southern area of the United States <laughs> in the 61%. Well, that's, that's interesting. Here in the United States. Yeah. I always like looking at demographics of like large like groups, of, like Facebook groups and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's always interesting to see like how it breaks down. Very true. Very and true. how, especially on Facebook, you can look at it pretty deep to see like um, exactly who was in your group and like exactly where they're from and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And it's great because all I did for that when I was working for that political organization was pretty much just like pinpoint like an area and then just start adding people from that specific area and Facebook would do the rest of the work and just keep giving me people from like Pittsburgh. That's cool. And just over and over and over again. That's the algorithm. Yeah, exactly. So what exactly did you do? I think it'd be cool as far as like on a day-to-day basis with that, that job through Facebook, like what exactly did you do? On a day-to-day basis. Yeah, I can... Um, to break it down, pretty much, like, when I started, like, that Facebook page was, like... Nothing really was happening. Like, it was, like, you could tell, like, it hadn't been touched, like, it from, like, a previous group of, like, organizers. Like, maybe, like, a, on a previous, like, contract or something had been working on it a little bit. So it was pretty much, like, fresh start. And all I did was... Um, I started by just going in similar Facebook groups and, like, just, like, adding, like, people who were, like, liking and commenting on posts and stuff like that because they were active in a, in a similar thing, so it's pretty target, easy to translate them into. Mm-hmm. So once you, yeah, once you pinpoint your target audience, then the biggest thing on Facebook, for sure, is to make sure you add them as a friend because then it will start, like, Facebook's algorithm will start feeding you their friends, mm-hmm. and once you it starts feeding the at then you start getting more people who are adding you as, like, a friend, so it shows up, like, when you add someone, like, oh, they have 30 friends in common, yeah, so it, it seems less sketchy legit. to begin with. Yeah. And that's pretty much, it's just, like, a, then you just go straight up from there. Like, it's pretty easy to just fill in the dots with just, like, you just keep adding people in that nature, and then they start adding their friends, and it creates a giant. Just, like... That's badass. That's interesting. Yeah, it works. Yeah, as, soon, as soon as you get people adding their friends into it, that's when you know it's about to take off because then it just starts going all over the place like wildfire. Yeah. yeah. But if we want to talk about that filter bubble thing or whatever, I just want to say right there is a perfect example of a filter bubble. Exactly. Like that Facebook group, there were no outside opinions besides the ones that I like handpicked and pinpointed around like <laughs> there was like... It was only, like, specific people in that group because I, like, vetted them and ensured that, like, they were... Your target like, audience. Yeah, the target audience. Exactly. The, the new Russian hack. <laughs> no, I'm not the only person who does that. It's very... That's how a lot of oh, things yeah, work, though. Of... That's how, like... Like, well, that's how businesses operate. Like, no, your target audience yeah. is who's going to buy your product. So... Mm-hmm. And in like, Dylan's case, this is, what's up? I was, so, like, coming off what Dylan did, like, Facebook, like, we watched uh, the social network, which is, like, it just talks about how, like, Facebook was started and, like, how Zuckerberg literally, it was, like, it started off as just being for Harvard students to, like, meet for, like, dating purposes and, like, just small stuff like that. And to, like, 
talk within that. their own so yeah, they talk within their own social groups and then it kind of spread out to like the other well actually it started off as a thing leave. to rate girls well, yeah yeah that was oh god wait really <laughs> to yeah. Rate them. yeah oh no rate them yeah like they put like two pictures of like girls next to each other and then like you picked which one was hotter Yo, chill, really, Mark Zuckerberg. And they use and like Mark Zuckerberg used like Harvard's like um like directory and everything. Like he hacked into it and like used Damn. it for photos and everything like, like that. that. I'm not gonna lie, that's stuff. sort of messed up, Mark. Mark Zuckerberg's a fucking. That is fucked up. <laughs> and he's in court right Sorry. now. So, but you feel like he's always in court. Always in court. Facebook started. No, hasn't he always been in court? And that's what he gets. He stole it. Yeah, like, that's, that's, I'll be interested to see what a, a Biden administration does with social media. Because, like, right now, yeah. it's, I would say, benefiting them because they're the crazy man screaming at the gate, Donald Trump, yeah. is being silenced. Very true. To a that's extent. what they want, at least, for right now. At I mean, least not silenced, but disclaimers or be being put on every single one of his tweets. Well, I just feel like we've hit the point where people aren't listening to him anymore. Like, true, and the media isn't, like, giving you a chance mm-hmm. to listen to him. Mm-hmm. That's also... They're not reporting on any, it's like, half the shit anymore. Because they don't want to give it validity. But at the same time, by not giving it, like, airtime, you're, like, making it seem like you're silencing him and you're giving him more fuel to... Which is fucked. Yeah, yeah. It's a lose-lose battle. There's it's no way. Either way, you're giving the story more fuel by doing nothing yeah, or doing point. something. Any publicity is good publicity. But, yeah. just, and you can't debunk every single one of his lies. So if he puts out 30 lies in an hour, then you can only debunk like three of them and then the other 27 are out floating around and then we move on to the next day just not and gonna, everyone forgets about it they're just not going to give him publicity publicity to begin with anymore just because i mean why would they and rudy giuliani is just sweating on stage freaking <laughs> out <laughs> they're setting him out to a four season landscaping company bye bye it's just stuff like that shows like what i don't know i feel like these social media platforms and everything have created during this virus lockdown. Yeah. It's just creating pure fucking craziness half the time. Yeah. It's just No madness. one knows what's fucking real. That's like the, this is what's yeah. crazy to me. Like, well, I saw we don't st- have it. Oh, God, God, God. Brand? No, no, I was just going to say like social media, but then just um, like large just like kind not really off topic but somewhat off topic like just kind of going off like amazon i always think amazon when i come to mind like stuff like that but like amazon and walmart they need like 133 billion dollars over like the quarantine lockdown type thing and like so many other small businesses closed and like all i see i see a ton of stuff online for like amazon ads on my instagram or like stuff like walmart if i google something like a walmart search will come up too so which kind of leads into the whole like filter bubble video that I watched, we watched, that Austin sent us. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, that, that, that filter bubble was kind of crazy. Even like with Google, how four yeah. Google the same exact thing. And all yeah, and it comes out completely answers. different. Like, yeah. 
That is so, very that's, and that's something you never really thought of. Like you always just thought, like, hey, we're all getting the same. We're all getting the same searches. We're searching the same exact like wording of things. Google, like Google now versus Google ten years ago, is a, a different beast. Like Google now is like my Google because I use Google Chrome and like on my phone I use it constantly. So it has completely figured out exactly what I want half the time. And I'll type in a like one like a couple letters and it'll already have figured out exactly what I was looking for. That's like so what I'm like. I'll like be like looking because I look up stuff like when I'm playing a video game all the time. Like I'll look up like where something is, yep. mm-hmm. and then like I'll look up something similar, and it'll be instantly just like typed and out. That's like, the algorithm right based on what other people are searching and based mm-hmm. on like what time you're searching in all these like your browser everything like history. It's so crazy. Yeah, it's re- it's really really good, and it's just gonna keep getting better. But as it gets better, it gets worse. <laughs> it gets worse. It gets better. But I it gets think. Worse. It, I always have wanted to write like a a story about like, um, just like in the future, like when the algorithms all become sentient at some point, and just like there's like a bunch of like these sentient AIs that like rule the world, but they're all like some of them like youtube's just like really like stupid and just like (laughs) (laughs) just says memes and stuff constantly it's just like the gods of like the like i don't know like kind of greek mythology but like the algorithm gods i can't even imagine that'd be terrifying that's a good story yeah that would just be that is interesting though yeah i mean hypothetically in the future like that's what we're building towards those algorithms are being just fed constant data yeah very true so we watched the video i watched it they everybody watched it did you like so did you guys watch that video in class austin and then talk about it all right so talk about it you talk about what you guys talked about in class and then i know trent has a rebuttal counter argument and then i would i'm gonna have like I'll, i'll have a couple questions after you guys go to see what you guys say because you might cover it more right, so so just the the basic overview of this it's, it's a ted talk about the filter bubble which is basically just the algorithms that run basically facebook is what he's covering and he talks about how he was following a lot of uh, republicans and a lot of democrats so he could see like a nice overview of like everything being talked about and just see like the different sides of all these different opinions which is a good way to stay informed on things. And mm-hmm. he was and he was a Democratic view person, so he was clicking on more of the Democratic post. And then he started to notice that his feed was just filled with all Democratic posts, and he wasn't even seeing any of his Republican friends anymore, which came to talk about, we were talking about how the filter bubble could end up leading to even more divide because you're only seeing things that are... Uh, towards your opinions and nothing that ever fights against it or just shows that like maybe your opinion in this uh, might be wrong or just to allow you to need like a middle ground. Yeah. One second, before we get too far away from that, I just want to, me and Trent were kind of talking about it before, but he says it right there that he was clicking on like the links to his more often to his liberal friends and everything. So right there, he was creating like that his filter to begin bubble. with. Like we are the biggest creators of these filter bubbles. We're, like, even though you have those Republican friends, but you are automatically, just because of your bias, are going to go more towards, like, your viewpoints to begin with. Even though you like reading what crazy Billy Bob Thornton <laughs> over there likes freaking saying about Donald Trump. 
it's more likely than not you like hearing a mo- your own opinions fed back to you a lot which more. Which is confirmation bias, which can yeah. be dangerous. But um, uh, one thing that struck me was at the end he was talking about he was talking about the algorithm and he said. He's like, we need to know the rules. We need to know like parts of the algorithm or like understand it better. And that is just a recipe for fucking disaster. Like, sorry, excuse my language, but like, dude, <laughs> what do you mean? Like, Facebook is already exploited for financial gain so heavily, so is Instagram. Like, how many bots are popping up mm-hmm. in the comments like crazy? Like yeah, I don't know. True. And I didn't um, think about that. And There's a reason why, like, a lot of websites aren't even close to open source. Exactly. Because if they were, they, they wouldn't exist. There'd be, it would just be a shit show. Like, and, like, and that brings in, like, misinformation and stuff, too. Because if people know the algorithm, they're going to try to get there. Like, for example, I um, the picture, if you guys have ever seen the picture of Justin Bieber eating a burrito sideways, it wasn't yeah. Justin Bieber. It was yeah. these kids on Reddit who posted a picture and tried to make it go viral. Like, <clears throat> so with Facebook, if you know the algorithm, you could just try to push through misinformation, which would mm-hmm. be leading to an even more dangerous filter bubble. So I think I mean, that's what Cambridge Analytica pretty much did. They figured out they pinpointed those like specific people that they knew were like mm-hmm. They could manipulate them pretty easily just based on how they act and, like, because there's so much data within Facebook to begin with. Yeah. And they just pinpointed all those people and then force-fed them misinformation through Facebook ads and stuff like that. And it's nothing really ever was done about it. Yeah, it's sort of... It's crazy, dude. How does that play into, or is there any correlation between just simply... um? I mean, I know, like, he was talking about Google and stuff, but, like, if you just simply, like, say things, or if you're on, like, different websites, because I know, like, speaking, like, I've been on Google before, and I've been looking for something, or, like, you type something in, or you search for something on Amazon, and then you go over to Instagram, and you get ads for mm-hmm. similar products. Cookies on your device. Yeah. It's because, like, yeah, pretty much everything is just looking at your cookies and figures out, like what products and they're just going to keep popping up until you buy it okay mm-hmm. and or you change your views so like yeah. if i'm like playing looking up everything about guitars and then i'm starting looking at like music production like i start getting like software and audio yeah you can actually go into your google and i think on instagram you can look at what kind of ads are being pushed towards you mm-hmm. you can look there's like a i know on google it was like a big long list it, it just shows you like your interest and like what it's figured out about you and that's all open you can look at it for yourself i don't remember how to get to it but you can go in there and like if i went in there right now it'd be like assassin's creed and pokemon cards <laughs> right <laughs> mine would be all about trying to figure out how the hell i can get the ps5 <laughs> exactly Black i don't even know what mine i don't even know what mine would be right now but like it will it like it saves all that stuff. So like mm-hmm. even though like you think you fell out of interest with something, Google still thinks is waiting until you fall back into interest with it, and they're ready to keep feeding you those ads again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the machine. They just build all these like profiles on everyone with their data, and that's why we need data dignity, and you need to get paid for your data. Amen. True. <laughs> 
<laughs> One thing I did like about what that guy said, just to bring it back real quick, um, when he, again, at the end, when he was like, um, if we had more control over what we see, which we sort of do since we create our own filter bubbles and like we can look up whatever we want, but like, like how you said, like we see our interests, like we should, like, it'd be cool if there was like an interface like that we could like change our, like mm. adjust the interests to show us what we think our interests are at the time. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. That'd be sort of yeah. crazy. I mean, if you ever really just want to like, change your google up or whatever. look you up just, something eight tabs you can just make new google accounts like delete all your stuff off your like computer and everything That's like true. all your cookies and everything and make new google accounts and then just like start like looking up different things and it will start building a profile around whatever the fuck that thing you're building is That's so like if you make a new twitter account or whatever it's just like it's blank it has no clue what the fuck you like or anything like that until you yeah. start like going and clicking on people yeah so exactly. and that's why you can make like sock puppet accounts pretty easily because you just like follow all these like trump people or whatever and all of a sudden you look legitimate and you're mm-hmm. some, and you're just using a fake name and everything and you can create some like legitimacy mm-hmm. by just building up profiles like that well i've gone on well, um, I think, I'm trying to recall, it was just recently, I don't know what I, either, I feel like I just recently was on a website, or it might have been a while ago, like, Netflix, because I know there's, like, certain websites, and there's certain places that will, they will, like, I mean, yes, you create the filter bubble yourself, but they will, like, prompt you to create it without even, like, you doing anything to begin with, like, before you get into, like, the actual website, they'll say, like, this list of ten movies, which three are you most yeah. inclined to watch? And then that's mm-hmm. how they, like, choose what they're going yeah. to suggest you and then put in front of you for you to find, like, similar yeah. stuff. Which is I've, helpful, yeah. but also at the same time, like how the guy was saying in the the TED Talk, it's probably not the most beneficial to us as humans. Yeah. I've seen interesting YouTube videos where people will make new YouTube accounts and they'll just like click on videos until they can get to like a white supremacy or like crazy conspiracy video <laughs> and see how many clicks it takes. What the hell? <laughs> That's crazy. That's funny. Everything's just a click away. Yeah. It's, <laughs> conspir- like the flat earth ones are pretty easy to get to if you just like click, oh clicking on like just like things about the planet yeah. and then eventually space, eventually you'll get to a flat earth video. <laughs> My YouTube, like, recommends, like, my homepage, not my subscriptions, but my homepage um, is just littered with Smite (laughs) and anything food-related because I've watched a lot of, like, Kitchen Nightmares or, like, Gordon Ramsay videos of him, like, cooking, like, tips, making things. I watch a lot of Smite, like, Xbox gameplay. But then I also watch channels like Good Mythical Morning where they always, like, do, like, weird, like, eating things. I watched this Ew. professional eater named Matt Stoney. And then I also <laughs> watched and then Stoney. I also watched the guy that like Andrew used to watch. He's just this YouTuber that um will dissect, eat, and evaluate like different like meal meal re- MREs, meals ready to eat from different countries and different places, like different years. So my YouTube is just littered with like food <laughs> recommendations across the board of just like different channels, different things. 
And it's just funny because, like, I can just already know what I'm going to find. As soon as I open up my YouTube, I just go down the recommend, and it's like, food, 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 smite, food, smite, food, food. <laughs> and I'm like, all right. Before we get too far away from this, I just want to say Undertaker was on Hot Ones because he's retiring. Oh, is and he? I just want to shout out Undertaker shout because out that you. man is my hero. Shout out he to is Undertaker. Well, shout out Undertaker. I think it was, like, 30 years or something in the WWE. Dude, be like his, that's crazy. Uh, this upcoming event or whatever is going to be his retirement. Slam, dude. <laughs> my dad loves WWE. And so, like, my, I'm not going to lie, my whole family does. And Wayne and Dwayne have been just watching Undertaker documentaries after Undertaker. <laughs> yeah, I knew one came out. I'm about to watch it. I almost cried a little during the hot ones. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> does he do the interview as the Undertaker? Nah, he's because he he broke. He's like breaking the character because uh, yeah. he's retiring. Yeah, he's like, like he's finally like, like yeah. Uh, yeah, opening up and showing like the real. He's a man yeah, behind the taker. He's cool. He's cool for which sure. I, which, that's kind of been out there the last couple of years, just because he's only really been coming back for like. Uh, yeah, man, he's how old? He's like <laughs> fucking like sixty years old. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's funny. The fact that he's doing anything nowadays is aren't the aren't the Hardy brothers back now too? Dude, yeah, Jeff it, Hardy or someone. Oh my God, boys! I they had a whole <laughs> thing. He came back from like alcohol abuse and like drug addictions, and then they made fun of like like they played a skit where like he was like a drunk driver and hit a guy, another WWE superstar, <laughs> and like made it as like. Like as like the drama, and I was Dude, so shook. Vince McMahon is a crazy human being. That, if we want to talk about like that, CEOs, that man writes the entire storyline of WWE <laughs> every night when he goes to sleep. I remember there was like when the the football league was coming out and everything. They they were showing clips, all these really bad clips of Vince McMahon, like. And, like, he was saying, like, the N-word and stuff like that on, like, on Raw. Like, on live television saying this stuff. And then they're like, and we want you to realize that he writes the scripts for these. So he wrote him saying the N-word into the script. No, that's not right. That's not (laughs) good. Oh, man. Yeah, Vince McMahon is an interesting human being. The fact that he owns, like... The rights to all those names and everything. Yeah, I wonder how he okay. got his money. Now I'm gonna get ads on my Instagram for WWE. On that Undertaker thing, uh, that he brought up that Mike Tyson like brought legitimacy to the WWE. Like there really wasn't like that because the WCW or whatever mm-hmm. was like bigger at the time, and then Mike Tyson did like a thing with the WWE, like where he started like coming and doing like matches and stuff really that's cool gave it legitimacy that's really cool for sure i didn't know that i didn't know mike tyson had anything to do with the wwe that's really interesting mike tyson's a beast well we knew that he's a monster i can't wait wasn't he supposed he fought yet he's supposed to fight yeah he's supposed to fight some other older guy yeah yeah do you know anything about that he got beefed up yeah he's huge I would, like he lost so much weight and just want to turn into muscle. <laughs> I wouldn't even want to fight Mike Mike Tyson now. Like, that's just a death wish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he would nah. kill you. He'd punch right through you. 
You, no, he talks about how he was brainwashed into being the champion, and he oh, became the champion. No, he wasn't. He was not penalty. He was not brainwashed. Not. He was saying like the dude who trained him like would put him in front of like this TV and just like keep telling him like that he was gonna be the champion and that he's the best in the world and everything. And but like <laughs> that's why he stopped boxing for a while because like it brought back like that like thing in his head where like he just wants to win no matter what. Yeah. It's, like, engraved into his brain now, like, every single time he fights. Well, he fights on the 28th. Yeah. Gotta be the best. This year? Of November? This month? Oh, my God. Jesus. Mike Tyson's a man. Trent, did you... I'm curious, because I, I... You had a good point that you brought up earlier before we started recording, and I... Honestly, it just slipped my mind within the past ten minutes if you said it. You said you had a counter-argument to... This filter oh, bubble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was just about the algorithm and how it could be abused and stuff like that, which we had talked about, but that would probably be my counterpoint. But I do agree, filter bubbles, like confirmation confirmation bias is dangerous in all sense of the like if all you know is what you know, you're just gonna be yeah. Well yeah. I mean, I understand yourself. that, but my biggest my biggest like talking point after watching that that TED talk was just mm-hmm. although um if you only know like what you know, then what's the point? And it's always good to be learning and seeing new information. But at the same time, I feel as if, if I'm on like my certain social medias or I'm like looking up the stuff I want to see, like to a, to a point, like that is the truth. Like I only want to see the stuff I want to see. Like if I want to learn, if I want to hear about current events or if i want to learn about something that's going on like i can go to a different place like the news or i can go to a place like a news like he was talking about like newspapers and like or i can go turn on the tv Mm -hmm. and watch like one of like the local news stations and i'm not saying like i shouldn't be you know shown new information like if i'm watching youtube or like if i'm googling stuff and stuff comes up in like different searches but i'm using the you know i'm using the device i'm using the site for my own personal enjoyment or gain at the moment i'm not necessarily using it to you know learn about something i have no idea about so you know exactly that's like one of the big things is like we shouldn't be using like facebook and twitter and stuff as like our news exactly like to go and seek out information (laughs) about the world like it shouldn't because like twitter and facebook everything there's no separation between Billy Bob and CNN, like mm-hmm. they're on the same news feed. You're you're reading the same things, mm-hmm. and like it's just that situation. And like when I I did like a whole paper for my political science major about like polarization, and like I used like climate events as like a case study to look at like when people when big like climate events and stuff were happening because you're more likely going to be getting news sources outside of your normal ones because of these events occurring Mm. if people were more likely to start using more like getting angrier and stuff because those news sources were popping up on their pages that normally wouldn't be there and it was pretty clear that like when things that you do not personally follow or like or like start flooding into your like news feed and stuff like that that's when like big polarization events start occurring where people start getting angry at each other yeah i was gonna say you're definitely gonna have those people out there sorry to cut you off but you're definitely gonna have those people out there that like you know when they're 
when something new is brought in front of their face that they don't necessarily want to want to see, they're going to be like, why is this here? Like, this isn't what yeah. I, this isn't what I searched. This isn't what I want to see. And they're just going to, yeah, and then they get a little anger, that anger. And like, if you can like push anger into people's news feeds, mm-hmm. that's what starts causing oh, the things yeah. that you need. Cause then, you know, they're going to go say something about it or like make a post about it, or they're going to do something or comment mm-hmm. somewhere. And then it's just going to lead to other people, people trickling in. Yeah. Yeah, and then it just leads to more people adding on to more disinformation and yeah, yeah. And to go back to Dylan's point, I think it's Dylan uh, saying that like Facebook and Twitter and stuff weren't meant for you to be your source of news. They were literally meant to for like social gatherings and just getting to get connect with people that had similar likes and stuff that like from like model racing cars to yeah. knitting. I mean, what it, what they've became now is, like, the social forum of the United States at this point. Like, it's, like, if you think about back in Athens, when, like, in the in center of Athens, there was, like, the forum where everybody would go and, like, say their ideas and everything. Yeah. Now you multiply that by 300 million people and all saying whatever the fuck they think is the actual reality and you create what we see on, like on social media platforms it doesn't help it doesn't help that sites like twitter like instagram like facebook it's so quick and easy to make a post and so quick and easy to just basically just put something out there just type your thoughts type your words like the first thing that comes to mind or the first your first thoughts on the situation and then put it out there and then for everybody to be able to see it in like the blink of a second and then comment on it or share it Mm -hmm. or something like that because i mean how long does it take if something goes on to hear about it, you know, however they do, and then, you know, like a news crew to send a reporter out there to record it, to ask questions, to film it, to send it, you know, to send yeah. it back, whether it's live, whether it's like a recorded, that just takes, and like newspapers as well. They have to, yeah. they have to get the yeah. full story. They have to go, they have to print the paper, you know, they have to, yeah. they have to write it. They got to print the paper, they got to deliver it, and then you got to pick it up and read it, so... It just also doesn't help the fact that social media yeah. is, just makes everything so much easier, but yeah. also not for it the all, better. At the end of the day, it all kind of started boiling up with like the 24-hour news cycle when we were constantly being turned on to everything that was happening mm-hmm. in the world mm-hmm. and it constantly having to fill in that 24-hour time period with things that like we normally wouldn't. So we would start seeking out stories that like were outside of our normal what the news would cover yeah and then it evolved into individuals doing that seeking out information that they normally wouldn't and then everyone's hyper aware of everything that's happening at the same time which creates a situation where they can't be aware of anything Mm -hmm. because their brain is so scattered you're not focused on one thing i agree but like you also like would like continue with like the news you see so many like satire pieces or just like pieces that like lead with like an off-leading title and then people don't ever click on the article to like exactly. actually read what's going on and they're just they just go off of whatever the title says and like the title might be like 20 percent of what the actual truth is because all media now is clickbait because yeah. that's how they're getting yeah. paid it's by clicks it's fucking it's so funny that you said in the paper it's so funny that you said clickbait because I literally watched a YouTube video this morning. Um, it was in my recommended and it was just discussing the difference like 
the difference, like the technique breakdowns between like a sumo deadlift and a conventional deadlift. And the the video literally was titled "Why Sumo is Better Than Conventional." And then within the first ten seconds of the video, the guy the guy <laughs> says the guy recording the video within the first ten seconds he goes, "All right, so the title's a little bit of clickbait here." Like he says it himself. <laughs> yeah. And then somebody in the comments was like. Why clickbait the title if you're just going to admit it within the first 10 seconds? And then the guy who like posted the video, he comments on it and he goes, because I need those views. <laughs> and I was like, there, if we there want you to go. Look at the, he got that dude commenting uh, for the algorithm. Yep. Yeah. If we, uh, well, yeah, comments are good. If you can make people comment on your video and say that you spelled something wrong. That's what Keemstar does all the time. He always like spells someone's name wrong or something. So everybody goes in the comments be like, he spelled their name wrong. Yep. And they would go and comment on the video. Matches but uh, if we want to look at the, the champion of YouTube, Mr. Beast, and how he does it, he says that like the biggest thing to do is just be honest right up front exactly what's going to happen with the video in the first 10 seconds. So like you can clickbait or whatever, but like be like oh giving people a million dollars when in reality you only give like a million dollars out throughout the entire video and then you just like you do you tell them at the beginning of the video like oh we're gonna do this crazy thing at the end so they stay through the entire video and wait for that crazy thing to happen Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. how long do you know off top of your head just curiosity is there a limit to how far into a youtube video you have to watch for it to count as a view or is it as soon as you click it uh it's gotta be as soon as you click it right yeah it's probably as soon as you click it but, but the watch time depend- matters like, for the alg yeah watch time and ad- like to, for to get your ad money and everything okay. you need like watch time and stuff like that so like even if you you can go and click on your own youtube video a thousand times but it's not going to correlate to anything because they're not getting any ads or anything okay. true yeah that's definitely wild stuff man Especially when things get hacked. <laughs> no thanks. I love I. Not that I love. I don't love seeing people getting hacked. But I always laugh when you can tell somebody got hacked right away. Like Twitter. Twitter. It's so yeah. weird because the who I don't know if it's a person. I don't know if it's like a computer that like hacks. But like they just make all like these weird posts, and then you get like that flood of inbox messages that just gets sent to everybody in their like follow a friends list whatever it might be and it's just like hey i got a great deal on these sunglasses click this link to find out how and you're like oh <laughs> delete it's <laughs> usually like it's crazy yeah get these oakley for to, two dollars i know like what People is this trying to get like free like v bucks or something on oh my gosh click on some stupid link Imagine. Imagine how many people. Every single time you get one of those, whoever sent it to you was trying to do some sketchy shit. It's ridiculous. Like, that's how it be. Like, so like just, just just yesterday on Instagram, I got a I got a friend request from uh, Matt Ortel, and then I accept it, whatever. And like two minutes later, I get he sends, "Hey, how are you?" And I'm oh. like, "Well, Matt Matt would never say that, so <laughs> definitely can't be him in real life." Like. Yeah, yeah. No. Like, and like the the admin name was like something crazy. It was like, like it called, like his name was shit. like George something. Not like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, I know what you mean. You're like, yeah, I don't think that one's real. Yeah, even on Snapchat, like you just get added by like a random person, and like their Abby's like a girl, and then like their name's like George Martin. You're like, oh. <laughs> or it's just like a bunch of numbers it's just something yeah. like totally random it's like lou five nine 
four three two seven six five hashtag like you're like that's not even legit. Um, there was a point in time when I think it was Windows Vista. There was like because as like Windows moves forward, they usually stop supporting like the Windows earlier versions, mm-hmm. and you really shouldn't use them mm-hmm. because they're not updating the security and everything on them, so people can find like loops into it. And I think it was Vista, but people were like going into Vista systems and completely locking them out, like the users out, and they had to pay like Bitcoin in order to get back into their computer. And they had like a timer, and like if the timer hit zero, it would encrypt all the files on the computer so you could never use it again. Oh, damn. And obviously, like Windows figured it out and like fixed most of those problems, but like there was probably like a good amount of people that gave those people the money they wanted because they were worried some little old lady using <laughs> Windows Vista. My computer, no! <laughs> My computer! Yeah, that shit happens all the time, unfortunately. Yeah, like, especially the elderly are heavily targeted by those. 100%. Especially with the internet because like now like all the, most of the people that are older have no idea what they're doing so they just get something and it's like you didn't pay this fine. You need to pay it now. Yeah. And they're like, oh. Most of the time they're playing like their little poker game or something. It's a pop. Oh, I know. <laughs> that's what I picture all old people do on the internet. Because that's what my grandma does. That's what, that's what my grandma does too. Dude, it's honestly all the same. It's all the same. Just just because she's at the tavern chilling in her scooter and you can just hear like the slot machine going because she's got her volume all the way up. <laughs> my grandma like my grandma she gets a lot of phone calls she's like it's like clockwork she's like every night between five and six i'll get about two phone calls that say i need to give them my information because something was like one of her you know she can get weird put on like a list to not get solicited phone like solicitors yeah because like um when i was working that job like we were obviously calling like people cold calling them so like people would get mad and think we were soliciting money from them. But in reality, that's not true. We were, we fall out of that category. You're allowed to call people and like talk about politics Mm -hmm. if you're not asking them for money and stuff, because that's not soliciting. Mm -hmm. So there is like a loophole around it, but like the people who are like, Oh, you need to give us $500 or else you're stuff like that. If you go on that solicitor list or whatever, they can't call you legally. The IRS. Hmm. Yeah. You're not the IRS. The IRS. The IRS. Me right now. Like, like, so, so my dad's a CEO, and he was he was getting a call from a dude from like that said he was from the IRS. So like one day he gets a, he gets the phone call at, like the jailer, and he gives it to like the detective, and like the detective starts talking to the guy. The guy hangs up. Never <laughs> oh called him God. again. Never called him again. Nah, it's yeah, like it's the so same funny. thing, and it's I like I don't know if this is like the best advice to follow, but as far as like my experience and like my thoughts, it's like what I told my grandma. I was like, Grandma, I was like, listen, I was like, if you ever get a phone call and they claim to be somewhere and ask for your information, one hundred percent of the time it's not who they say they are. I was like, you're never like your bank, for example. You're never just gonna like randomly get a call from your bank and they're gonna be like, hey, what's your uh, email and like this and this and this. I was like, that's not really how it works just because you don't know who they are. And yeah, that's the philosophy I always live by with most of that stuff is like, if they really want to get a hold of me, they're either going to send me something in the mail or they're going to leave voicemail. Uh, So I never answer my phone. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, if it's a number that's not in my phone, if it's a number that's not my phone, I don't answer it. And if they don't leave a voicemail, I delete the number because I'm like, okay, it must really not have been that important. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I'm the same way. Like, oh, dude, I don't have your number saved. You must be I don't really know you or I've never had your phone number for. Yeah, phone and phone. if you don't leave a voicemail, yeah, then did you really want to talk to me? Yeah. Like, so <laughs> delete. Or like, or like some of them, they'll call and like I'll answer it right away, and nobody ever talks. It's just like the ominous tone because they want you to call them back. Yeah. To like get like the like computer recorder to like. Oh, we need your account information. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, no, you don't. <laughs> or your insurance has run out on your car. Yeah, you're it's like, it's not even the right warranty. brand of the car that I have. Yeah, it's not even. That's not even my car. I like the ones that <laughs> I, I like the ones that call. Real quick, sorry to cut you off. I like the ones that just call and they go. say something about my credit card. I'm like, I don't even have a credit card. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. Hang up the phone. <laughs> it's so funny. Like, it's no thanks. Video. And, like, literally all of that just ties into the internet and, like, how much your, inf- like, how much your information is actually out there. A lot. Like, yeah, like... You, and then, like, how much of it's sold from company to company. Well, even, like, your basic information, like, your voting information is all public data. Like, I could go right now and find exactly where you live and where you vote, no problem, because it's public data. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like... Well, I saw this thing. Um, I don't know what exactly it was, but I saw this thing one time of just like, oh, I think it was a, was it a guy? I think it was a YouTube video and it was a guy who was basically like for like a living or his like profession, he like broke into banks or like he like did something like test like different, mm-hmm. like different people's like securities where like he would claim to be somewhere like he walked into a bank one time, like just like had like some fake clothes on. And he just claimed to be, like, some, like, IT guy or, like, something. And they just, like, let him behind the counter. And, like, they were like, oh, yeah, go yeah. ahead. Like, because, like, people don't think. But then there was another one, too, where he was like, oh, this is how easy it is to, like, find your information. And he, like, he went and he, like, looked for somebody on Facebook. And then from there, he was able to go through, like, their friends or find, like, their different social medias by, like, matching pictures, matching their name. Like, if their Instagram wasn't private, for example. He could, um, he went on like their Facebook, he looked at pictures of them and then went to their Instagram and like compare them like, okay, this is definitely them. Oh, they have their Snapchat bio in their Instagram, add them on Snapchat. And then from there was like able to get like basically directly to them because you find them on Facebook, you track it to Instagram, you find their Snapchat. And then from there you can just go like even deeper and it's just... 100% 100% all your information is on social yeah, media. They have snap maps, you just found where they live. Yeah, you can literally the, just find where they live. In like 30 minutes. That, yeah, dude, that's I, even, I didn't even, <laughs> I wasn't even thinking that far. Like, yeah, that's scary. It's if scary. like, because how many people just go, oh, they look cool and they just press add because they're like, oh, I just want as yeah. many friends as possible and I just want so many people Whoa. to view my story. Snap maps to begin yeah. with is, I think, Sca- one of the. Snap like, maps is sketchy. I don't I care don't, what you say. If you don't appear in, on Ghost, you got a problem, dude. Yeah. Like, in what situation that would be a good feature to add to Snapchat? Yeah, dude. Instead yeah. of sliding in the DMs, we're sliding into driveways. You're <laughs> <laughs> just pulling right up. We're sliding. That was into the driveways. funniest thing I've ever heard about Snap Maps. <laughs> that's so. That's so true, Chad. I didn't well, even think about it. Like, shout that. out Kyle Goodrich. He said that. 
Shut up. Unless unless you're unless you're at Trent's house because you never when you're at Trent's house on Snapmaps you never appear that you're at Trent's house ever. Really? I'm We're in an undesignated I'm location. I'm telling I'm telling you, Dwayne Dwayne did something over there to where his house never shows up on any maps ever. It just takes you to the Dugans or it takes you to a little farther down the ways and you'll, ne- you'll never figure out where he lives. <laughs> like for some reason, like no on body, Wayne's phone, no, no cap, dead zone. Yeah, like on Wayne's phone, like it used to be, he would always show up on his maps in Lake Erie, and like it's so weird. It's <laughs> He's so chilling. Funky. He's then, chilling. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. That is. There's funny. a couple spots around you where like I'll drive somewhere and I'll think I'm in Canada. Yes. And it will like pick, you have to use yeah. like your your data for Canadian. I'm like. Motherfucker, that shit's so far away. Yeah. You'll just, you'll just be walking around Trent's house and you'll just get the text message, oh, you have entered Canada. Here, here <laughs> are the rates that, that may apply. I and I don't understand like, it. I think that's a hack. I think that's someone yeah. trying to steal your money. Or information <laughs> or some shit. They're just trying to get you to pay Verizon for the extra data charges or whatever, but then they just take all the money. True. It's all scams nowadays. That's all everything is. It's all scams. Yep. If you learned anything from this social media podcast, <laughs> that's what you learned. All most accounts are fake and they're they're just a scam. Scams. Everything's a scam. Watch out. <laughs> the world in twenty twenty is fake. That's true. People don't want to work for their money. They just want to steal yours. So <laughs> no, they want to work at stealing other people's money. Then so yeah, crazy. <laughs> What a world we live in, folks. True. And speaking of scams, uh, that one article we read about the Twitter accounts all get hacked and leading to Bitcoin scams. Oh my gosh. That yeah, that was crazy because it people was in their Bitcoins, man. Though. Yeah. yeah. Hacking verified accounts like. Like Elon Musk, Obama, Bill Gates. Elon Musk. I think we Joe talked Biden. about that on this podcast when it happened. We honestly. did, we did, and that's just just crazy. Mm. Like, how can like, I don't know, you don't have any private protection? Like, you just so like. Well, it's like Donald Trump got hacked like two yeah. weeks ago because his freaking password was like MAGA twenty twenty. Like, it's <laughs> oh like my we're right gosh. back to boomers using the internet. Like, they don't legitimately. <laughs> Yeah. Well, most of the time it falls on like whoever's running their social media is an idiot because like Donald Trump, he runs his own shit, whatever, not about him. But like all the people that got hacked for Bitcoin, like 99% of those people have PR people that run their accounts yeah. who don't have two-factor authentication on yeah. and stuff like that. Like that's your own fault. Like, True. Well, even, A lot of the... Well, even with, that, with, that Twitter, with the They said a lot of them had the two-factor, but... They were somehow able to get like Twitter's tool, so they were able to like override everything, which yeah. is like crazy to think about how like unprotected that was from just Twitter's standpoint. Of yeah, that one was a little different because that was more on Twitter's yeah. backend. Yeah. Shit. Yeah, that was Twitter's fault. Yeah, but like just like hacking was... Elon Musk—that's crazy. He definitely makes his own tweets, and but he definitely probably has a PR team. Yeah. I don't know. That's just. It's, I don't think he has a PR team. I think because Tesla doesn't have a PR team. Yeah, they so don't spend money on any of that shit. They're <laughs> innovation. Like, I don't know. They don't care. They, they, Speaking of Elon, did you see the, uh, he solved the year old debate of what came first, the chicken or the egg? No, what did he say? He, he, put, he has like the egg. 
and then it goes to like other reptiles and like where like other reptiles are born from like eggs and stuff and then like where the chicken is on that timeline mm-hmm. <laughs> and, like he was like it's so, just evolution looks like the egg came first oh i see like, it was I see. just like oh. talking about like evolution and like how like the egg in general was just here first so that means the, the egg, egg indirectly the came first because chickens were so much farther down Dumb. of yeah. the evolutionary line that's yeah. interesting yeah, I mean, he, he's not wrong. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there was no like, there was no asterisk disclaimer of like what it technically meant to be what came first, the chicken or the egg. Technically, the egg did come first. Come first. Yeah, it's so funny. I actually had that. I went live on TikTok, and someone was like, "Let's just have like debates or like arguments." And someone said, "What came first, the chicken or the egg?" And I went like through the entire like entire thought process of evolution and how it had to be the egg so yeah <laughs> i'm glad Elon, i'm on the side of elon i'm glad i'm happy about yeah, that yeah but like how is it the egg if the chicken needs to lay the egg because whatever laid the first chicken egg wasn't entirely a chicken because it evolved into a chicken does that make sense that's fact that's fair that's there, totally there fair. had to be like a side species that's like yeah, what is the exact evolutionary point that something becomes an animal? The animal that we call it. I don't know. That's when, that's technically crazy. aren't aren't they continuously evolving? Like a chicken like two hundred years ago is a lot different than a chicken nowadays. Yeah, yeah. it yeah, probably wouldn't so, even be called a chicken. It would probably be like a different. Well, maybe I don't know. Like, I guess it's just really like when humans decide something is something. It's just when yeah. some old white dude decides to give it a name. <laughs> That's when what it's some, called. When some scientist goes, yeah, this is the, I'm the but first one to discover this thing. We're going to call that. name I'm giving it. Yep, exactly. And they're like, oh, sticks. okay. That's just funny. The human brain named itself. <laughs> <laughs> their brain. That's crazy. <laughs> we, gotta, we should end it on that point. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't want to talk anymore because that just like, kind of scared me a little bit. <laughs> the human oh, brain named chill, itself. Chill, 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 chill. <laughs> I'm falling down. Nope. Nope. Fell down the rabbit hole. I just fell down. I just. I was on the edge. I just slipped. I just slipped down the hole right there. Pulled nope. Alice in Wonderland. That's oh frightening. God. That is frightening. My mind is twisted right now. I'm on like such a weird thought process. <laughs> I can't. Oh pro- I'm just trying to process that. That's kind of frightening. Yeah, this has been a good episode. I think your professor is really gonna love this, Austin. I think he's I he or she. So I, I hope think, he does. I think, we, I think we stayed on the social media topic pretty well. Yeah, we, and we a covered a lot of other topics. Like it's a podcast. What do you expect? It's a podcast. We gotta have us some fun. Yeah, as long as it all kind of lots of information. To each other, you know. So yeah. yeah, we talked about a bunch yeah. of stuff. Good, good. For sure. We're, we're about an hour. We're at an hour, yeah. almost exact. Yeah, holy moly. We went a little over what you wanted, I think, right? Yeah, but... Uh, well, but he's getting a little bonus. He's getting a little bonus. Bonus time. Getting for some sure, bonus for time. sure. Well... Is this... About you. Is this a regular? Can I... I feel so odd if I don't do my regular thing. No, no, you you can do it. Do it. Oh, it's got to be in here. It's got to be. It's got to stay authentic. All right, well, hang on. Just pull it up. Yes. I just wanted to make sure. Like, I didn't want to like no, no. throw some weird like studies. Like, what is this? 
type that in. Hey, maybe, maybe the slash will give you a couple, a couple new viewers. Yes. Ooh. That was the one I saw. Where maybe is maybe soon you'll have, you'll have a big uh, listening uh, crowd in Alfred, New York. Alfred Ooh. audience. That, that could then expand to California, New York City, all over. Where was it? I just looked at it yesterday. Oh, man. We gotta get that... Uh... Here it is. That targeted marketing out there. I will share the screen. <laughs> this one was fun. Wait, hang on. Is it working? You guys see it? Or no? I didn't see nothing. Oh, it like on. worked for like half a second and then nothing ever showed up. How about now? <sighs> yep. Boom, 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 boom. Oh hey. my god, I saw this one. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to your favorite segment of the Socially Distant Podcast, the Meme of the Week. I am your host, B-Dill, coming at you with the Meme of the Week, episode 35, brought to you by the one and only Nugget Instagram page, not a sponsor. Uh, pretty good one, made me laugh, because it's kind of how you feel. It's really just how you feel if you're a video game player, and you get you play one <laughs> of those video games where you get unlockable characters and such, and so what we got going on here is there is two parts to this, two pictures. The first picture is a picture of Bruce Wayne from Christopher Nolan's Batman series standing all badass in his suit, and it says next to him, the final boss when you fight him, like when you fight the final boss of the video game, and then underneath, is it, who is that again? <laughs> Travis Scott. It's a picture of <laughs> Travis Scott in his own style batman costume standing next to some vehicles and it is titled the final boss when you unlock him as a playable character and i've never related more in my life because when you fight somebody in a video game they seem like the most badass dude you'll ever meet and then when you get to play as them you're like wow this guy sucks <laughs> that's so true. happens every time it made me think of uh it made me think of like lego star wars where like you'd have there to like fight a certain you'd have to fight like Darth <laughs> Vader to get him, and then when you use Darth Vader, you're like, damn, he's bad. Yeah, but sure. that was your da 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 meme of the week, episode thirty five. Hell yeah! Uh, back to back guest. It's actually Thanksgiving when this comes out, so we should have said that. Oh wow! Episode, Didn't but... even realize that. Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. To everybody out there, Happy yeah. Thanksgiving. Damn. Well, on that note, it's been real. Happy 35. We're damn near, what are we, 75% of the way through season two? Yep. Yep. We got five episodes to Damn. Damn. Cooking. Well, but it's been real. The virus ain't going nowhere. Nope. We'll <laughs> still be here. We're still around. Very true. <laughs> Thanks for having me on, fellas. Anytime, yes, brothers. We really Thanks for the help of my class. You are welcome. Hope it turns out well. Shout out to your professor. Hope he likes it. And thanks for, uh, listening. thanks for listening. I'll keep you guys informed on how it goes. Awesome. Hell yeah. This has awesome. been the Socially Distant Podcast. Peace. Ah. Uh.